welcome back to Garbage Film. This is the podcast where we like trashy movies and arty films, and we're here to say they are not too different. It's true. It is true, and to prove it, we will take this week's trashy movie and pair it with something that's relatively arty. And it's our second of two Christmas episodes. Mm-hmm. I remain uh, one of your hosts and resident gremlin, Nick. And with me is my partner, co-host, and mogwai, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Hi, Nick. <laughs> Thank you for letting me be the cute one. It's the truth. The truth of the matter is. Oh, it's yeah. true. You're hairier than I am. I'm taller. physically larger, more yeah. imposing. <laughs> You can wield a knife better than I can. If I get hit in the head, cartoon noises to happen. <laughs> I like to ride in backpacks. <laughs> That's true, you do. I do. I always noticed that about you. It was you, Gizmo, and Yoda. I've always thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just find me a twink, put me in a backpack, and get me on that guy's back. My partner demands my I find her a twink. <laughs> can you help, Internet? Uh, you may have guessed, but this week we are talking about 1984's Gremlins. Has it got a name, Dad? Yeah, Mogwai. I just call him Gizmo. He seems to like it. Okay. No, no. You know, there's some things I forgot to tell you guys, and they're really important. Number one, he hates bright light, but you got to keep him out of the sunlight. Number two, keep him away from water. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight so gremlins this is it i i, I surprised so, myself gremlins. that we're talking about gremlins yeah. just there <laughs> you seem very like oh all right fun let's do this I, I had a real moment of like oh great i get to talk about gremlins. oh cool <laughs> yeah that's that's how it comes up in all conversation is if someone mentions gremlins you're like what's that hello Hi. You're talking about the movie or Hi, the little creatures doing? that climb in your car and, yeah. <laughs> or that one Twilight Zone episode that I've never seen. Oh, yeah. Okay, so do you think they're related? Like, these are the nephews of that gremlin? <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean are they invited to the family reunion. I mean, like, species-wise? Like, what are we looking at in a biology yeah. textbook, you know? I don't actually know because I, I don't because I haven't seen it. All I know is that Shatner's in it. But I have not seen oh, the, shit, really? the titular so. gremlin. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so they. Well, I don't it, even know what they look like. Yeah, so. just because they look different, though, doesn't necessarily mean they're not related. So. That's true. That's a very. Yeah, okay. I'm going to choose that that's the uncle of Gizmo. <laughs> you really want this this relationship? Gizmo feels like a nephew. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Like a sudden father feel... that's been done to death. We need yes. some weird, <laughs> once removed family things. He feels like the Huey, Dewey, and Louie of. <laughs> He's going to live with his rich (laughs) uncle gremlin. Whose hobby is Is downing planes. (laughs) He's an airplane magnate. (laughs) What does Scrooge do? Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're We're getting... (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that in a few episodes. What are we, like, two minutes in and we're already... (laughs) Should we talk about the movie? (laughs) I'm just... There are many... I feel like the thing that people enjoy, if they're gonna, like, get into the weeds on gremlins, Mm. it is those weird little questions that are like, but wait, like, like, what about time zones? Like, okay, so here are the rules. You... Can't expose them to bright light. It'll kill them, but it doesn't always. So who the fuck knows? You can't uh, get, them wet. get them wet. And you can't feed them after midnight. So those are the big three. Those are like established in the movie yeah. as the big rules you have to follow. No one really follows those. And but things go badly, but not as badly as like Dismo doesn't die from having his picture taken with a flash on yeah. no but they specify it's sunlight kills they just don't like bright lights oh true true yeah, true yeah. okay fair but the, but the, then the, you get what? into like okay but like what what if you feed them after midnight in a different time zone or like and I always thought about like well what about the the humidity of the room like mm-hmm. do they have to live in sub-saharan deserts their yeah. entire lives or <laughs> what's the deal here like can they play in snow is that okay oh like, that's a whole yeah yeah are they are they tuned to Greenwich Mean Time? Is that what? That's the know? G stands for. They, people think it's Greenwich. It's Gremlin Mean Time. Gremlin Mean Time. It's when they get Mogwai mean. Time. Oh, oh there you go. No, that's good. Okay. All right. Uh, all my questions have been answered. You can find us on the internet. And... Okay. Uh, good stuff. Okay. Anyway, I'm yeah. just I'm just saying I have questions, but I'm excited to explore them with you today. Well, you're you've come to the right place. Oh, good. 
As stated, I am the resident gremlin. Mm -hmm. And so I know that this movie was directed by Joe Dante. Uh, (laughs) Written by Chris Columbus. We got Zach Galligan as Billy Peltzer. Phoebe Cates as Kate Berenger. Hoyt Axton as Randall Rand Peltzer. Uh, Of course, you got Howie Mandel as Gizmo. And lots of people doing... uh, Gremlins, but my the most yes. famous in there is Frank Welker, is right, specifically Stripe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does he? It would be so funny if Frank Welker. I don't think he does, from what I'm remembering. But if he looked like just a bizarro version of Harry Mandel, that would be great. He's yeah, he's the exact opposite. He's covered in hair, head to yeah. toe. <laughs> the Wolf Boy voices Stripe. I always forget that Howie Mandel is the fucking voice of Gizmo. They Howie Mandel is in a lot of stuff. Yeah, just I. It's always shocking to me. They were having a hard time finding Gizmo's voice, really, and uh, because they got like a singer to do the the singing, which is different from the voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Welker was like, hey, "Howie Mandel, he'll do it good." <laughs> what like, a what a name to pick out of your head. Yeah, okay. like I would never in one million years have <laughs> be picked. like, okay, man, but like for real though, who should we get? Okay, <laughs> well, power to you, Howie. So if you haven't seen Gremlins, you're probably really confused by this point, uh, or you've picked up enough pop culture stuff to know what's up. But That's this fair. is a, uh, it's not your grandpa's Christmas movie. Oh, barf. <laughs> <laughs> what um, is it, Nick? It's, it's a offbeat it's Christmas movie. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> it's my Christmas movie. All right. Yeah, this is uh, very much a horror comedy of christmas proportions it's one of those movies that like it takes place at christmas and beyond like three or four bits it could take place anytime it's just especially funny to me that it takes place at christmas yes yeah and to joe dante as well uh so let's run down what the gosh darn happens in this here gremlin featured movie we got uh struggling inventor randall peltzer played by hoyt axton i just want more excuses to say his name i don't blame you we saw another hoyt in a like credits for a movie recently didn't know Hoyt was a name, just saying. Yep. Uh, well, he visits a Chinatown antique store hoping to find a Christmas present for his son, Billy. Inside, Randall encounters a small furry creature called a mogwai. Uh-huh. Yeah. And everyone's hearts grew three sizes that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner, Mr. Wing, refuses to sell Randall the creature because he's not... There's certain responsibilities involved. Not for sale. Uh, but his grandson is an enterprising boy, and he secretly sells the uh, the creature to Randall and tells him the three important rules that we've already discussed, but just to really drive him home. They even do, like, it's slow motion, him walking through Chinatown. Yeah, we've got, like, a Wong Kar Wai slow motion, <laughs> yeah. like, neon lit, like, it's raining and it's dark and... <laughs> Uh, do not expose the Mogwai to light, especially sunlight, which will kill it. Mm-hmm. It's just freaked out by bright lights. Okay, thank you. Do not let it come into contact with any water, and above all, never feed it after midnight. Yeah. Got that? Thus Have we written down? spake the small child. <laughs> he and doesn't write them down, does he? No, he does not. And he, he also forgets to tell his family when he yeah. shows up with it. Good lord. Uh, can't have nice things. Cannot. Hoyts, not allowed. <laughs> uh, so Randall returns home to Kingston Falls, where he gives the Mogwai to Billy as a pet, and they run down the. They really just drive it home. Slow zoom on Hoyt. Here Don't the feed three them. rules, yeah. <laughs> Billy works in the local bank, but fears that his dog Barney will be put down by the elderly miser Mrs. Deagle. So goddamn dark. It's so dark, and it's so. I don't know that that ever matters ever again, that she wants to kill his dog. It like, comes up, like, once. one more time. Yeah, but it That's doesn't it. affect the plot in any way, shape, or form, really. I think, it, like, you got that part, you got the fucking drunk synthesizer happening underneath her. Oh, yeah, weird. And you're like, oh, okay, this is a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> you just need the shorthand. I guess. So it's okay that she dies at the end, I guess, is, yes. the, is the, you're like, you don't have to feel bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one will feel bad about right. this. Right, and yeah. nothing of value was lost. Correct. Okay. Because <laughs> she's a landlord, too. That's, yeah. Oh, that's true. And it reveals at the end that she was, like, the wife of a, a stock manipulator. Oh, And that, that's where yeah, she got okay. all her money. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, fuck her. Literally, there's no way you can like this woman. Yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to. Uh, Billy's young friend Pete accidentally spills water all over Gizmo and uh, five more Mogwai spawn and it's uh, one of those things where it's like oh the creature's cute and I can see cuteness around it but it's also upsetting it's biology's not weird right yeah <laughs> and it's really like it's it's very dramatic it looks like for Gizmo to to spawn yeah it looks like yeah. it harms him a lot well think about what's happening like really I, yeah. 
It's a real rib being torn out of a person oh. for to make another person. Yeah, kind of you deal. just got to ice cream scoop five other yous out of your own back. Blah. That's, yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> and here we meet Stripe, who's the most aggressive of all of them. Name that because he's got a big stripe on he's his head. He's got a little mohawk, yeah. <laughs> and they're all like mogwai shaped, but they don't like doing cute mogwai things. Like this one is Baby Yoda. You, you know, that's Gizmo. Yeah. And the others are all that little fucking rat dude from Jabba's Palace. This is. <laughs> the energy <laughs> they, they like playing yeah. violent video games and they have and the same laugh that <laughs> yeah, they do yeah. <laughs> it's good. just a cartoon witch but yep yeah but that's it's not that's what it is yeah so uh because this is fucked up and weird billy takes a mogwai to a science teacher nearby and here's where you're like oh this is a rural town we don't got scientists yeah He's going to like the physical <laughs> education no, and like, scientist teacher yeah yeah the the guy that definitely like teaches jim on the side because yeah there is one school or yeah. whatever <laughs> there's no lab here <laughs> and uh he spawns him off his own mogwai to test on do some animal testing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Cool that we go right there. Back at home, Stripe and his Mogwai gang trick Billy into feeding them after midnight by severing the power cord to his bedside clock. The devious little creatures. So the Mogwai know about the rules. Oh, yeah. This is another question mark. <laughs> this is the thing of, like, they're full, like, my understanding has always been, we'll get to the end, but... Gizmo can just speak Cantonese, right? He can just, he can speak whatever fluent, he wants, yeah. But he just doesn't know English, so that's why he's speaking broken English. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. English is just an additional language yeah. for him. That's he's all it ESL. is. He's ELL. Who knows how? It's oh, not his true. second language. Who knows how many? Like he speaks whatever fucking Mogwai speak. Little, you know, their singing language <laughs> little, yeah. and Cantonese. Yep. And then might know some Mandarin question in there too. Question yeah. mark? Yeah. Yeah, so they're yeah, they're worldly right. little fellas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're very well traveled. I like the idea of they come born with all of the knowledge that Gizmo has. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like they're leveling up each time they spawn. Where, yeah, yeah. Gizmo is just like eh, cute. Like can't really do much. And then he this... chooses not to do much. Oh, do you think so? I do okay. think so. All right. Well, then they get meaner every time. Where like the next generation is like throwing cans at the dog or whatever and then the third generation the one that he takes to the science teacher and, and spawns that one chews through walls like he is messed up he is messed up yeah uh hmm. yeah okay what a what a rich civilization i love have. it they're they're fascinating <laughs> anyway please go on i will uh they form cocoons uh such as you might recognize them from the movie Cocoon. <laughs> Aren't uh, they watching the movie Cocoon I, at some th- point? Oh, no, they're watching Body Invasion Snatchers. of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Odd people. <laughs> yeah. uh, as does Hanson's Mogwai, who just, like, snuck a sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they soon hatch and emerge as mischievous reptilian monsters. And here are our gremlins, who then torture Gizmo, attack Billy's mother, uh, and uh, kill the science teacher. And that, that like, Do you think he's dead? Oh, he's dead. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Okay. The What I always thought happened, like, he grabs his arm and pulls him under. Yeah. And he, like, his head is gone. Oh. I think, I think he's, like, chewed his head off. Then why the, why the, like... I have two answers for you okay. on this one. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to say, why the... Syringe. Syringe in the science teacher's butt. Two I thought reasons. it was, like, you know... Malicious anesthetic. revenge humor of the gremlin oh, being for... like, this is funny, because he... Put he needles took in me. my blood, yeah. Okay. And the original way, I'll talk more about the original script in a bit. Oh, okay. But in the original script, his pants are down and there's like a hundred syringes in his butt and that's what killed him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a... So you're telling me this movie could have been darker. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> okay. So uh, I just want to pay, pay some special attention to the dual wielding mom. Uh, Hell got her knives. Yes. Takes Hell out yes. four gremlins on her own? Yeah. Yeah. It's badass. It's great. Yeah. One science teacher who presumably has, like, tools at hand. He's clearly got, like, medical equipment. Yeah. He has syringes. He's in a lab. He can't find or kill this <laughs> one. one. And admittedly, maybe it's a little bit of a super-powered one. But, like, yeah. Mom at home. Just fucking... Aces, Ices. four of them, yeah. in like really great. Like she does not hesitate. She's like, "I'm going to murder you, and it's gonna hurt." Uh, that that scene where she just rips through him, like it's so. There has been no gore at all in the <laughs> no. movie. No, and then it just, just firing green giblets around. Yeah. <laughs> it feels. 
feels very um, uh, Evil Dead all of yes. a sudden, where it's like, something's not right, and then, like, the insides <laughs> of things are on the outside. Uh, yes, absolutely. And, like, as you well imagine, dozens of mothers dragging their kids into the theaters to yell at, uh, <laughs> at that point. All this is going around. Jesus Christ. It's great. I yeah, love it. I really, I'm, I'm very sad that we never got more like Frances McCain as, as a action star. I think she would have done well. <laughs> She's got the chops. Yeah, She's doing it. <laughs> chops, get it? Because you got a knife. <laughs> <laughs> mother and son. Well, Billy arrives home and lops off one of their heads, uh, but mother and son then uh, think that they've, they've done it. Except Stripe. Stripe sees what's going on. He ruins their drapes by sneezing into them, which is very rude and unnecessary. So he blows his nose like, <laughs> <laughs> He's such a little stinker. <laughs> Ain't I the worst? And then he uh, takes off to the YMCA to jump in a swimming pool and create a nightmare for the town of Kingston Falls. <laughs> yep. So much water touching him. Uh, it's great. I love it. And it's like, I feel like this, we now enter the pitch part of the movie where it's like, now imagine this <laughs> rural town. Yeah. People are covered in puppets, just like head to toe. I want people to have to fake pull, like try and pull a skinny little weird puppet off their necks. That'll be your audition tape. Uh, we get uh, Dick Miller being killed by his uh, American plow. He's very... Yes, you he's got the your only like, one... drunk racist uncle <laughs> character. He's the only one who says the word gremlin, I think, in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's talking about, like, gremlins in the in the machinery. Yep. And, like, you know, they ship foreign cars over here and they put, they put gremlins in them. <laughs> like, okay, dude. <laughs> he fought in WW2. <laughs> um, we get uh, Mrs. Deagle getting fired out of her ceiling <laughs> chair. All of her cats, by the way, I, was, they're all named after currencies. <laughs> So there's dollar bill, ruble, Kopeck, oh, I think. Is I heard Kopeck, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's a cute name for a cat. I'd name a cat that, yeah, but cute. I guess I don't speak Ukrainian. <laughs> yeah. She's got like six cats, and they're all named after money. God damn it. Cartoon character. Yeah, that's. I don't feel bad about her death at all. No. It is. It is pretty funny. It's a very like one of the more slapstick yes. things to happen where they sabotage her electric, you know, and stair climber. The, the thing of like, oh, the gremlin in the machine, and they're just like brilliant electrical engineers. They're so good. Every gremlin has a degree in electrical engineering. Like we were talking like Spider-Man levels yeah. of like you shouldn't just know how to do this, but you do. They're very <laughs> industrious. They got that. They yeah. got their yeah. own clothing lines they make their own guns yes they make their own gremlin sized <laughs> little guns and they've got gremlin sized little pints like pint glasses at the bar or whatever so yeah we get that bar scene which is so great it is so oh, out of control so, oh, i love it so much that has a real feel to it of the puppet team was so mm. sick of working on like, okay, we have to make it look realistic and like they're interacting with like other human characters and they were just like, here you go guys, just go nuts. Just do whatever you want to do in there. Like a little sandbox full of, yeah. of puppets. Oh, and they get the carolers, <laughs> gremlins. Oh yeah, they've they're got all their the like- singing the theme song when they yeah, do it. Yeah, that's right. Ah. <laughs> uh, I think the, where does the theme song kick in for the first time? Is it when the plow crashes yeah. through Dick Miller's I think you house? get like a little hint of it being like, yes. <laughs> that bit, well, we can talk about it later on too, but the that first happens when the when you see the cocoons for yeah. the first time, which I love. Mischief is in the Ooh, air. What's that? A hint of silliness. <laughs> you yeah. see Santa getting ripped up by, he's got like five gremlins on him. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> really great. Uh, so Billy shows up and rescues Kate from the bar, who has discovered they don't like bright lights but on her own. Yes. Um, <laughs> and they take refuge in the bank. There's a deleted scene here where oh, they okay. discover Judd, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. I always want to call him Judd Reinhold. You're like, no, his name is Judge. <laughs> um, but they, yes, they find him in the bank. Uh, he locked himself in the vault and went crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah he just kind of disappeared. Yep. Yeah, okay. Originally, again, original script, it was supposed to be the three of them teaming up at the end. Oh, that makes sense, though. I could see that. But there's a very specific reason why it doesn't happen. More on that later. It's a little tease for you. Okay. Um, so they show up there, and instead of having judges just presumed dead, I guess, 
but here is where we get the, and this is one of those love it or hate it things, Kate's uh, monologue <laughs> about why she hates Christmas. I think it's very funny. How she discovered that there was no Santa Claus. I love it so much. It's the it funniest thing in the world to me. no bearing on the plot at <laughs> all. It's literally just, she says like, oh, well, now I have another reason to hate Christmas. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then they never go back to it. Nope. Doesn't matter. Doesn't help with the gremlins. Uh, no, yeah. Nope, not at all. Full but bonding moment. You can tell it's in there. Like, whoever, whoever's writing it, Chris Columbus writing it, you can tell <laughs> that this was like, I'm writing this movie for this scene kind of thing. Like, I want, like, this is a linchpin moment <laughs> for me only. I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy and Kate uh, discover that the town has fallen silent, so they venture out in the street. And it's because the gremlins have all gone to the movies. They've gone to watch Snow White and <laughs> Seven Dwarfs. They're just like Dwarfs. us. They're, uh, they're singing along. That theater scene is some of my, like, just a, a lot of the visual stuff in there. All the puppets in the theater yeah. and seeing them storm the screen yeah. is so good. <laughs> seeing them storm the screen is very good. All of their, I love when, again, just brilliant engineers, mm. all of them, each one of these little bastards, and they get the, <laughs> the projector running yeah. and... There's chaos in the theater. Like, they're all sitting there with their popcorn and their snacks and, like, you know, yeah. hitting each other on the head with rolled up newspapers or whatever <laughs> Big they Big clown do. hammers. Yeah. <laughs> and then the lights go down and the movie starts up all of a sudden and they all just whip around to stare at the screen like, oh. <laughs> Stick singing along. Movie magic. Yeah, and they just like, yeah. <laughs> the power of movies. <laughs> Bringing people together, bringing societies and communities together. <laughs> they can do it for the gremlins. They can do it for us all. Uh, so Billy and Kate make a make a gas leak. That's how I'm <laughs> right. gonna word that. Um, sure. And they blow up the theater. Yeah. Thinking that they've got all the gremlins. They're all in one place. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> explosion. The exact description, like Billy was asking the actor, who plays oh, Billy. Oh sure. Is Zach. Zach. That's his name. Yeah. He. This is his first big movie, so he's talking the, to the pyrotechnic guys is like so how big is this gonna be and the response was oh we packed it pretty good oh my god <laughs> no you never want to hear that from your <laughs> the explosion was apparently so large that it shattered windows in uh, office buildings a mile away <laughs> holy shit <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so the halifax harbored the movie <laughs> set just to yep it's a good explosion it's a great explosion <laughs> good for them i All feel right. like that's where like half the budget went <laughs> yeah Half gremlins, half explosion, and then whatever yeah. else. <laughs> the rest for the, the cast, rest. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Stripe got away because he went to get candy. <laughs> yum yums. Yum yums. I'm I'm Stripe <laughs> in this scenario for sure. No, but you're the Mogwai. <laughs> yeah, but I'd only survive because I wandered off to get theater snacks. <laughs> That's that'd be me. Uh, so we have a nice showdown in the department store. It's great. But ultimately, Gizmo exposes Stripe to sunlight, and there you go. Yeah. Do you think Gizmo was, like, wrestling with the moral quandary of, like, killing one of his own species? Like, killing himself. Yeah. Like, it's a clone of him, basically. It's your right? son. <laughs> it's your horrible son that you have to murder because he just loves candy too yeah. much. <laughs> and the murders. That's the problem with society today. Not enough parents are willing to take responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back killing your son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so in the aftermath, Mr. It's a Christmas morning, I guess. Everyone's just catching their breath. Yeah, there's smoke, like, you know, coming out of every building. Half the town is dead. Yeah. Um, Lamp posts knocked over. Yep. Small fires still crackling. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Wing arrives to retrieve Gizmo and criticizes the Peltzer's carelessness and states that Western society cannot handle the responsibility for the Mogwai yet. Yeah. Which, duh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. But we have a nice little moment that uh, Gizmo says goodbye to Billy and Mr. Yeah. Wing's like, one day you might be ready. You one child. Yeah. <laughs> One of you might not fuck this up. And then uh, credits roll, and we get that banging theme song. Yes, we do. Yeah, okay. he wanders off into the into the matte painting. <laughs> Make sure to check under the bed and in the workings. You might have the gremlin. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's so, so aggressive for a theme song. It is. It you can hear the force with which he's slamming down those synthesizer keys. <laughs> yes, you can. Mr. Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. What a what a fucking stacked crew for this. Yeah. Uh, you got Chris Columbus writing this like again Christmas body horror. It's, it's his just, first movie. 
Chris Columbus is first? Uh, or his first big, his first studio movie, at least. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's why he's coming <laughs> with that. Okay. But it's Steven Spielberg producing. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. one of his first things done with Amblin. I think his first thing oh. after E.T. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would have to be, because there's a little shot of, like, Stripe's face next to an E.T. doll. And in it's the, the same the shot as E.T. where he's hiding amongst <laughs> the stuffed animals. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Spielberg and Jerry Goldsmith are both in the movie. They both have little cameos. Oh. They pop up <laughs> I wonder if I, uh, if I saw Spielberg. Yeah, he's like a townsperson or whatever. <laughs> Cute. And this is famously, and rightfully so, one of the movies that is uh, credited with coming up with PG-13. Um, oh, okay. Because <laughs> damn, it was going to be an R. <laughs> Oh, we got robbed. <laughs> so do you want to hear about what the original, God, some of the yes. stuff the original script What does an R-rated Gremlins look like? So the biggest thing, biggest change from the script, and this is Spielberg stepping in, and Joe Dante was like, this is the best idea, this is the reason the movie is good. Okay. Uh, originally, it's supposed to be, no, there's no Mogwai except for Gizmo. You okay. never see any other Mogwai. Gizmo becomes a Gremlin and is oh. Stripe. Okay. And oh, then, like an alter ego. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then Stripe still jumps in the pool and they all expand. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and that's why it was supposed to be a trio of Judge Reinhold at the end. But they're like, well, now we got Gizmo on the back. We've got like four characters to keep. We don't want to okay. We don't want to take anything away from Gizmo because with this change, we are making Gizmo the protagonist. Because in the original script, Billy kills Stripe by exposing him to sunlight. Oh, boy. And they okay. even shot it that way. Because oh. there's a there's a continuity error in the the movie now, sure. which is what's supposed to happen. What they shot was, uh, which way am I going to do this? What's supposed to happen is, Billy gets in there, pulls the blind, Stripe gets exposed to sunlight. Yeah. What they shot was Gizmo gets in there, pulls the thing. It's not the sunlight isn't in the right spot, and oh. that's what's in the movie. You see that the sunlight isn't actually hitting Stripe, and then Billy's like, oh. The sunlight, and he jumps over, and he pulls the thing, and it kills Stripe. Okay. And it's just edited in the original, in this version now, to have it implied that even though he just pulled the one blind, Gizmo somehow opened all the blinds and it kills sure, Stripe. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. And the way Zach Gilligan fan found out about it is watching the movie, the premiere that they took at the scene. That he's no longer the, the hero, hero of the movie. <laughs> so why was it important to like make Gizmo the protagonist? Because uh, to, there's three reasons in there. Spielberg. At first was like, well, we don't want him to become Gizmo because we, or we don't want him to become Stripe because we don't want to like betray the audience who will have like fallen in love oh. with this little thing. <laughs> we don't want to make him evil. Yeah. Second okay. merchandising, uh, yes. which Gizmo is the inspiration for the Furby in case you're unaware. <laughs> so this is like yeah, a yeah, long yeah. story. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and the, the, what was your question again? <laughs> Why, why does Gizmo need to be, like, the hero? Why did they oh, take that away from Billy? They took it away from Billy because they, they honestly were like, no one will believe that Billy, like, is good at stuff. He's a dumb nerd. <laughs> Harsh! And okay. everyone wants will want Gizmo to succeed. Well, like, people sure, will feel sure. the emotion of that more than Billy pulling a cord. Like, yeah, it's, all right. Yeah. The, the lengths to wow. which Gizmo goes to get that cord. I know, he learns to drive a car <laughs> so that he can... Okay. Scares that dog a bunch? Yeah, that poor dog gets a fucking time of it. He gets like... I guess the one... To go on a bit of a tangent, the one reason that it's important to know that Mrs. Deagle wants to murder his dog mm. is because when the gremlins yeah. get a hold, or I guess the, the pre-gremlin bad mogwai get a hold of the dog, they like string him up in Christmas lights outside, and they don't twig to it being the, the mogwai because they assume it's Mrs. Yeah. Deagle. Yeah, and yeah. that's when the mogwai like unplug the clock cord yes. and stuff. So like that's right, right, right. very to much... To get him outside. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then yeah, the dog, the poor dog. Like he's in the he's in the department store with them, and he just keeps getting like run over by <laughs> various creatures driving little toy cars. I do love Joe Dante said that the dog was the easiest part of the shoot because <laughs> he's afraid of like oh involving animals is always tricky. Yeah, yeah. But he said he did. They never had to do anything. The the, the, the actor's name is Mushroom. He just that's just they didn't do anything with him. They just like put a camera on him, and that's just how he acted. Oh, he so, reacts great. What, isn't there like a moment when like the Mog or the Mogwai bad ones, they <laughs> say something rude to the dog, and the dog like yeah. perks his head. They they said that like uh, Dante said that like the the dog just reacts 
reacted as though they were children, like all the puppets. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so they're like, oh, this is perfect. What a good boy. We don't need to worry about any shots. And they like added more shots with the dog because they're like, oh, this is great. He's doing amazing work. Amazing. Okay. Good job, Mushroom. Well done, little Mushroom boy. So that's the biggest change from the original script. Okay, sure. This Gizmo is now our hero, and he doesn't have to turn evil. Exactly. That he makes doesn't sense. get his hands dirty. Yeah. And you've got like a you've got an ally. You yeah. Know, exactly. In the fight or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's the big one. Uh, so originally the script was intended to be R, rated R. So uh, awesome. these are things that Stripe, Gizmo turned Stripe does in the original script. Okay. He eats the dog. <gasps> Mushroom, no. <laughs> he chops off the mom's head and overhands it at Billy. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he leads a raid on a McDonald's where they eat the customers instead of the, the food. Okay. There's a lot more like gore and cannibalism, or yeah. not cannibalism, but like <laughs> gremlin. You're thinking eat of human. murder, yeah, yeah. murdering. <laughs> yeah, Jesus so, Christ. And then there's just tons more gore, and they did shoot more gore, but they left it on the cutting room floor because they're like, this is no awesome. Good. That rules. Okay. Wow. And I was reading that as like, oh, that's definitely Spielberg's coming in, and being like, I'm not gonna let Joe Dante do a thing. No, but they, Joe Dante was like, yeah, the only way this is gonna work is if you make it super overly stylized to the point that like it's super cartoony yeah it's not it doesn't feel hard hitting yeah uh and he's like that goes hand in hand with it's gotta be more family friendly not necessarily 100 percent, but like let's look at teenagers and that's a great idea (laughs) go for the teenagers okay all right so you all right just I just, I love the idea that it had to be like okay well it's not a like hard R rating but it's also not PG. <laughs> it is not we PG. We can't we can't justify this. Can't let ten year olds see this. Their heads will explode. <laughs> uh, when they were trying to figure out how to make the gremlins come alive, they thought that oh we'll put a monkey in a gremlin suit and then we'll be able to like interact and it'll be like oh designing the gremlins. Yeah, uh, but they took a test monkey and they put a gremlin head on it and it went nuts and it like wrecked an office room. They're like, this is not... Oh, we can't film that. All right. I'm assuming it was like putting a paper bag on a cat's head. You just... Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Just flinging shit in every direction. Yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about Dante being like, let's make it cartoony or, or whatever. Sure. When it, this was one of these things of him going back and forth with Spielberg, Don, I didn't know this for the longest time. Joe Dante wanted to be a cartoonist. Oh. That was like his life's dream. And then he just wound up going into a different part of theater which, or film, which he's very happy sure. doing. But this was the moment of like, wait, this is a Warner Brothers picture. You've got <laughs> this catalog of sound effects. Yeah. You've got all of these things we can just put in, like there's Bugs Bunnies everywhere in this. Yeah. Uh, you've got the rights to It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, it, it really feels like, what? how can we film a cartoon yeah. as faithfully as possible? Yes. And they, Where violence doesn't matter. Violence doesn't real. matter. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. like the sound effects don't feel like... It feels insane when the gremlins are like gremlining about, but it's yeah. not like, oh, this breaks reality. It's just like, oh, this reality isn't real anyway. Yeah, yeah. They're all, they have clown hammers to beat the hell out of each other in yeah. the bar and like. It's my favorite kind of hammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really don't t- hear about other types of hammers. It's really hammers and clown you got hammers. standard or clown. Yeah. <laughs> Clowns and clown variety. Also known as manual. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so so wait okay so did Chris Columbus like approach them with this script? He said and they it were like, to Spielberg. Okay, and Spielberg was like, okay, calm down, and <laughs> and we'll we'll see, we'll try and like make this filmable. He, no, he was like, you know who could make this filmable is that guy who did the Howling and Piranha, Joe Dante. Oh. I'll call him up, and Joe Dante was like, wait, you're Steven Spielberg, and you're calling me? What the hell is wrong with you? Also, it's really Do you nice know to who meet you. Are? you. <laughs> Also, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Aw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So who's, whose idea I'm con- like who whose idea was it to tone it down? Uh, Spielberg and Dante. Like oh, they, both they worked of them. on it together. I yeah. see. So Chris Columbus is the total madman in this scenario. That's my understanding. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I really like. I watched. I watched um, Home Alone for the first time just like this past oh, year. Oh yeah, that's him too, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, it just feels like someone had to tell him, okay, you can't actually murder Joe Pesci. Like you can't actually physically torture his body <laughs> and he was like okay but then he did like just the like just that is close below to the line. that line yeah, yeah. 
that's a dark man. Yeah, I don't know is. what's going on in there. But, okay. He hates the holidays. <laughs> yeah, he's the Phoebe Cates in this <laughs> uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. So they wanted to make it super cartoony, so that's one of the reasons Joe Dante was like, can we get Chuck Jones in to do a cameo? Oh, nice. So that's famed animating director Chuck Jones of yes, WB fame. Yeah. That's why It's a Wonderful Life shows up, because they designed the sets to look as much like It's a Wonderful Life as possible. Um, Don't they use, isn't it the same set as the Back to the Future town? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's like, this is a very distinctive courthouse, and also it goes theater. in a circle. The yeah. movie theater, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the main thoroughfare is like a, a nice circular park. Yeah, when they were deciding where they're going to shoot it, Dante was like, make it as unrealistic looking as possible, fake snow everywhere, it's yeah. on a back lot, and they, he wanted to make it uh, as, as much... Like, It's a Wonderful Life as possible, because he wanted people to be like, oh, oh I see what Christmas they're doing. Christmas movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even It's a Christmas movie, like, oh. oh, I see that they're just, that this is like a parody or something. Mm. Like, I know something's up. Oh, like, kind it's of. not really real. Yeah. Okay. Um, to the point of, like, <laughs> I, like I didn't pick up on this till I read this just now. It's Kingston Falls is the town they're in. Bedford Falls is the oh, town in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, <laughs> you said it and I was like, very familiar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Check out our It's a Wonderful Life episode last week. <laughs> In universe marketing, <laughs> I love that. Okay, yeah. it does it, and it doesn't. His mom say something like she's watching, she's making dinner and watching. A, a, it's a Wonderful yep. Life on the TV, and she's, she's like, man, this is just a really sad movie. Like, yeah, over, <laughs> and she's cutting the biggest yeah. onion in the world. She's cutting eighteen onions for dinner. I don't know what they're having. That but. scene is incredibly funny to me for some reason. I can't <laughs> quite express. It's it's a mound of onions. Yeah, it's not. It yeah. No family should have that much onions in one meal. No, it's not a normal family. <laughs> what's what's with the dad inventor? Why is that important? I feel like, but for bringing the mogwai into the house. Lloyd Axton doesn't need to be there at yeah, all. All the cutaways to the invention convention going I, on over sense. Christmas. Yeah. I, what? Uh, it's, I, that, that is a baffling piece of the movie to me. It's just like, what? Yeah, because even it, it, it sets it up as like, oh, once he gets back to the town, things will get fixed. Because he's like, he's away and you're charting his totally. progress back. And all the phone lines are like cut. Like the gremlins cut off the town from the outside world. Right. So you th you see him like, oh no, something's wrong and driving back. And you're like, ah, like Randall will fix it. No, nothing. He drops off the dog at the department store. That's the... Biggest That's right. contribution that he has is and like, the dog right. gets scared. Yeah. We did it. Okay. I don't know. That's just one of the <laughs> okay. specifics that makes this movie special. That makes this movie special. That's it. All right. Okay. That's very weird to me. That's one of my question marks. I, I, I looked for an answer to that. It was just like, yeah, we wrote it that way. <laughs> I feel like it's the equivalent of like doing prop comedy, but in a movie where it's just yes, every like time someone approaches one of these inventions, it's like shot from below and this yeah. menacing like, oh my Very God. Very Kubrickian, like <laughs> it's just looming in the shot. <laughs> they kind of side eye it. I genuinely, the first time I thought it, I was like, oh, they're going to use an invention of his to, to like murder all the, yeah, like, oh, the toothbrush actually turns out to be like a jackhammer or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can easily go that direction. Maybe it's a red herring then. <laughs> sure because i mean I'll, I'll give it to him the kitchen rampage bit she doesn't even use any of his inventions no. she uses a regular stand mixer yeah. and a microwave and a microwave and yeah. knives you could easily have been like oh the the fruit washer or whatever and it like shakes them to death yeah. or something or he's got like the piston hammer thing yeah just like <laughs> for some reason <laughs> Card counting, like the automatic card counter yeah. or something, or card dealer or whatever Or that the gremlins would get involved with the inventions in yeah. some way. Yeah, rig them to be like, you could drive a little automatic juicer around town and like stuff squirrels in there. I don't know. You know what? I, I feel insane for, this feels like an obvious thing, but is, is it just that like, oh, all of his inventions have little gremlins in them? That this is the like, this is foreshadowing oh. the like... None of them quite work like they're supposed oh, to. Oh, they're going with the literal like gremlin in the works. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's let's give him that. Yeah. Let's give it to him. You earned it, Hoyt. <laughs> Thanks, Hoyt. Hoyt. Also, he's the worst dad. Like he's away on Christmas. <laughs> Maybe that's supposed to parallel. You know, oh. Kate's dad dying in the... I don't know. Because he's, he's, like, out hustling to, like, you know, yeah, build true. them a nice life or whatever. But he also waits... At, like, that... You might as well have gone to 
a truck stop <laughs> to buy your son something for Christmas. Like, that's the equivalent <laughs> of, like, what, you're just wandering around Chinatown hoping something will come to you yeah. and like it's only because mr wing's grandson like <laughs> literally leads you into their base yeah. i don't know Hoyt Bad is living dad. life on the edge he he doesn't he have is. he's stressed he's trying to invent he doesn't have time to like oh god i gotta get him a present or i'll, be, I'll ruin christmas if i don't yeah. get it in time yeah yeah Poor he's guy. doing he's the best he can yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're really intent on pluralizing I words i don't know today. what's wrong with my brain it's because <laughs> the phrase he's keeping it hoyt and toit entered my brain and i had a stroke <laughs> So you understand why I was distracted. Okay. I understand. <laughs> I mean, I understand nothing. <laughs> He's keeping it hoit and toit. Hoit and toit. <laughs> Speaking of cartoons, there oh you go. Oh my god. All right, well, <laughs> I'm going to burn this tape. <laughs> Keep that for... They're gremlins in your brain. Yes, there you go. <sighs> I'm also picturing gremlin... Being a gerund, so ending with a hard G, gremling. Gremling, yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to take one more second to talk about um, the making of the movie because I always assumed, like, oh, oh please, yeah. Spielberg's a family friendly guy. He would have not been happy about how right. violent this movie is. Like, no, he was the big champion of the movie. He's yeah. the only reason it came out as it did. Less. Um, yeah, he, like I told you, he handpicked Joe Dante because he, there was this thing of like Piranha was coming out and people were like, oh, this is going to compete with Jaws 2 or 3 is about to come out. <laughs> First of all, no one remembers either of those movies. <laughs> and uh, they came to Spielberg to be like, you got to go talk to him and like figure something out and oh. like warn him that we're going to give him a cease and desist. And Spielberg watched it and was like, no. <laughs> Fuck off. This is obviously this is a, a parody. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Also, it's Jaws 3. <laughs> It's yeah. fine. I love that, that they tried to, like, you gotta go shake down Joe Dante. And it kept happening. They kept giving Dante <laughs> notes, and Joe Dante would would just ignore them. Uh, and he'd say, like, go talk to Spielberg about it. He's the producer. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll make Spielberg change it on you. Uh, about, about Gremlins? About Gremlins, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> so here's a quote from Dante. Quote, they were saying, why are the Gremlins so gross? Why are there so many of them? Why don't they walk normally? <laughs> Steven <laughs> said, well, we could cut them all out and call the movie People, but I don't think anybody's going to come watch it. <laughs> Ooh, a little sassy. A little I like sassy. That. Right. Uh, because it's the point of the movie. Why did they walk weird? That, is this yeah, there was, I missed one of the exact quotes, but it was like, why, why, do, they, why do they act like they do? Okay. Was the big thing. Oh my God. Um, I'm convinced that no one who works at a movie studio has ever seen or understands no, a movie. They don't have time. They're too busy criticizing I, people I for no reason. They're too busy... With everything else but the movies, yeah. I just, it's so funny to me that there's never, I don't know that there's ever been a, like, a good a note. Really, yeah, <laughs> a good note, first of all. Or, like, has there ever been a studio executive on the right side of, like, how the movie actually turned out, where they're like, yes, awesome instance, go for it. They're always like, no, people won't get it. I gotta feel like there's right. one example, but I there cannot There must <laughs> be, but all, all we ever talk about on this podcast is the times when they were like, so far off base, you should be in a different industry. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Okay. There was a really famous The Santa Story from Phoebe Case. Yes. This is the biggest, like, thing debacle on it oh, okay. um everyone hated it uh <laughs> even like from shooting from like reading the script to shooting to editing yeah everybody was telling dante you got to cut this out this is <laughs> insane chris columbus is just back there like no i like it <laughs> uh, another quote from dante Quote, we had a great preview, and even after that, the studio said, great, now all you have to do is take that story out. <laughs> I told them I didn't want to take it out. To me, it encapsulates the entire tone of the movie, and so they said, well, we'll get Spielberg to make you take it out. <laughs> so I talked to Steven, and he said, you really want this in the movie, don't you? And I said, yeah, what do you think? And he said, well, I don't get it. I don't know why on earth you would want this in the movie, <laughs> but it's your movie. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, there you so go. So chill. Yeah. That's great. What a, what a dude. Him and Kathleen Kennedy just like super into this movie, getting it out oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kennedy and, and Marshall and yep. Spielberg on this. Amblin. Amblin along. Yep. That's uh, so funny. Well, it's your movie. The picture opened huge and there were still memos going around how we could get the scene cut from the print in VHS and DVD copies. <laughs> Okay, listen, how fucking funny would it have been, though, for you to go to see this movie in theaters, and then you buy a copy of it on VHS, and you're like, 
I could have sworn there was a scene. That would be an amazing prank. <laughs> He's so great. Oh, Joe, you really missed out. And this almost happened in Gremlins 2. There's a fourth wall breaking theater bit. Yeah. And there's a different version of it for theater for the theater version versus oh, what's right. on home video. Right. They they tailor the fourth wall break to as if you're watching it at home. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. That's so good. Because that is something that made me feel insane as a kid. <laughs> That's so great, though. I love it. Okay, all right. There's also like they they play up Phoebe. Her name's Kate. Kate has a yeah. has another speech in the second one where yeah. she like dramatically turns to camera and is like, "I can't celebrate Arbor Day anymore," or whatever it's the President's fuck it is. Day. President's Day. That's right. And it's like played for laughs, and it's just it's so much funnier. It, I don't know. I don't think you could come across a more self-aware and self-confident movie. Yeah. You know? I love that. Dante kept describing it as it's like, it's it's the, that monologue is mm. like seeing somebody slip and fall on a banana peel. Where you're like, oh, they really hurt. <laughs> yeah. But it's so oh, they funny. they their head. <laughs> they will need help for a long time after this, but I can't let them see me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, don't let them see you laugh. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, you gotta laugh. Uh, it'd be great, though, if that scene ended and then Judge Reinhold just climbed out of a, of a safe at the bank like, where is everybody? Just foaming at the mouth. Uh, uh, Judge, if you're listening to this. And I pray you are. But I, God, I hope you are. We need that. We need that footage. That's I think great. they shot it. I think you can watch it on, like, Right, it's a deleted or scene yeah. or whatever, yeah. There's a lot of deleted scenes, so... <laughs> It's a lot of stuff happening yeah. with this movie. There sure is. And I just wanted to mention, I only got one more thing to bring you for you today. Yeah, sure. And you had uh, been lambasting the rules. And Joe Dante is like, yeah, they're super stupid. They're oh, literally okay. just there mm-hmm. for, for plot stuff. The second movie makes fun of them. But literally, the it was just supposed to be sunlight kills them. No mention of bright lights. Sure. But it, when they were like looking at the shooting script in pre-production, they're like, what if they get scared by bright lights? Because I am not confident these puppets are going to look good. Oh, no. <laughs> we got to keep them in the dark. Ooh, we can't actually light these things directly. What if we just kind of... Okay, I respect... You know what? I respect that. It's a great choice. It's a good reason to do something because you've, you've heard me talk about it before where it's just like the necessity to look back on them yeah. and be like, oh, this amazing artistic choice was out of pure necessity and like panic on the part of the art director or the prop master or whatever it is. It's Yeah, it's just trying Always to good. like plasticine a thing. <laughs> like you only have so much plasticine. You've got to make something out of it. Yeah, exactly. And then it's going to be great. Oh, man. Yeah. Wasn't the, it was like the first movie for, was it Chris Wallace as the, the visual effects guy? And it was like mm. his first movie. And this was the, this was Rob Botton's The Thing for, for Chris <laughs> Wallace, where he like lost a bunch of his hair or something. Am that, I remembering that correctly? I know that Chris Wallace lost his mind on this movie. Yeah, he hated yeah. working with Spielberg because oh. uh, the Mogwai design, yeah. they like Gremlins, they had fully formed like, great, let's sure, get Gremlining. Sure. Gremling. Let's get Gremling. Gremling, yes, right, um, of course. But the Mogwai, they were changing, like, daily. So Chris Wallace couldn't, oh. like, build anything properly. Right, you can't anticipate what you're going to need them Which to I, do. I think they started shooting before they had a finalized design. So, like, Ugh. there's a bunch of all-nighters getting a working gizmo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. You're, you're barely lit. You're just in the corner, like, trying to glue fur onto this fucking Furby creature. Like, I hate it! I hate it! Uh, well, bless him. Did he win an Oscar? I hope he won an Oscar. I certainly I hope, hope so. I hope he won yeah. some sort of delightful award besides our hearts. Yeah. Because he definitely got that. Yes, he do. So that's all I got to talk about Gremlins with. What, what are your closing thoughts on this holiday spectacular i think it is such a it, it's so much fun to watch that it just it does like you know the harsh light of day here us <laughs> recording this episode like you can you can nitpick all you want but oh yeah it's just it's a really fun time <laughs> i i appreciate so much like the reason it sticks out in my head so much and it's such a classic to me mm. is it seems so self-aware, but not in a self-conscious way. Yeah. Where it knows what people expect to see when they turn it on for the first time. <laughs> and then, like I said, just halfway through, full splatter, just absolute fucking 
nightmare show. I think I think that it's because they purposefully style it so hard as like an earnest Christmas movie and everybody's yes. taking that so earnestly. Yeah, everyone's wearing the little knit sweaters. So it's not and winking like, at you really. No, yeah. you are you are doing a Christmas movie up until you're not. <laughs> and then it doesn't fucking matter that you're doing a Christmas uh-huh. movie at all. <laughs> Which I appreciate. And I don't I don't the magic is in that transition and I don't know how it happens, yeah. but but it's It's movie wah. magic, baby. Yes it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got so many layers in it. It's really hard to make that kind of like like you said it's not winky. Yeah. It just it just works. They're just like I'm having fun doing this. Chris Wallace I guess was not having fun doing this, but it seems like everybody else The majority was. of us are having fun. Yes. Doing this. <laughs> Most of us that matter are having fun. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I I also love it as like knowing what comes after with Gremlins 2, where it's just like, no, we will take no notes. I refuse <laughs> to back down on a single part of this and uh, and make the movie that I want. And for like a genuinely creative, like fun person, they, that's a, you get a great result out of that. And I'm just, I think you know this, but I'm just going to drop this in for those that have seen oh, Gremlins sure. 2 and love Gremlins 2. There's like, this Gremlins is 1984 and Gremlins 2 is 1990 or 91 or something like that. Yeah. And they're so long between because they the studio tried to cut Joe Dante out and we're just going to like do a sequel with somebody else because we just want somebody we can yell at and they'll do what we want. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like failed pitch after failed pitch after <laughs> failed pitch after failed pitch. And they're like, fine, you can do it. And he's like, I, I will only do it if you literally will never give me a single yes! note. Yes! And they were like, okay, fine. Oh, and then you get you can tell. whatever the hell Gremlins <laughs> 2 is. You can absolutely tell there there was <laughs> no time when Joe was like, what do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> nope, fuck that. Full steam ahead. Uh, Bless. So that's, that's what I like, is just the extremely hard turn into a different movie yeah. that just totally makes you forget about the rest of the movie. <laughs> It's wonderful. It does. Every time we revisit it, I'm always taken aback by how long it takes for gremlins to show up. Yes. How long it takes and how fucking violent it is when they do show up. It's just so out of place, but it's not. It's that movie now. That's what movie it is now. I keep forgetting things out of order, but another huge change from the original script. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Huge change. Uh, The original character of Billy is a 12-year-old. Not an 18-year-old. okay. And so all they did was change his age, change the actor, and nothing else. That's why he knows so much about the school that's clearly an elementary school. That's why his best friend is also 12. Oh, yeah, Pete's like 12. (laughs) What the hell? Okay, that's deeply weird. Why? Uh, Because they thought that people would see the kid, and one of two things would happen. Either they would only have kids try to attend the movie. It's not for kids, obviously. Um, Or people would be legitimately distraught by having a child placed in this amount of jeopardy. Right, uh, mortal danger. Okay, sure. Yeah. So. And you ha- couldn't have the kid's girlfriend working at a bar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So I just wanted to drop that in because I read that and was like, oh, so much more makes sense about how this feels like an unreality that I'm watching. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yes. There you go. Wonderful. Cool, cool, cool. And, uh... Great. Yeah. What about you? Well, I love this movie. I believe it was me that made you watch it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Say. Yeah. Um, yes. I watch it every single year, and I love it every <laughs> time. Like, I love picking this apart. You can take it as a metaphor for how corporate America needs to cash in on every possible thing that it can, or how <laughs> there's, like, an oncoming change in traditional society that will be super fast and inexplicable and violent. Oh, uh, or That's a layer. Yeah. How there is a really dark side to the holiday seasons that doesn't get talked about enough. I think that's I, that's my choice. Yeah. That's where that's where Kate's speech comes in. The one that I like is how the pursuit of a perfect Christmas by traditional standards is uh, due only to like media that we absorb and has nothing to do with reality. Mm. That's that's the thing that I have always taken away from it. Okay. But I also love it because none of that shit matters. You can just sit down <laughs> yeah. and watch it be funny yep and you could be it doesn't matter your your politics of any kind you can just sit down and watch a gremlin get stabbed and love it yes yeah it's great yeah if you wanted to you could take away absolutely zero message from this movie. Yep. and i think that's the intention honestly yeah it feels like the most pure way to watch yep. it yeah <laughs> nice yeah, so now uh, here's the time that we're going to use Gremlins as basis for a double bill and uh, throw a marquee title out there if we feel like it. I didn't come up with one. Yep. Yep. 
So uh, take us away here okay. on our holiday gremlins time. Our holiday rampage. <laughs> okay, so the bit that I love the most about this movie is that it's just so violent and you kind of forget how violent it is each yeah. time. It sort of cloaks it in this like, oh, it's it's about Christmas and about like saving Christmas for, you know, they've <laughs> defeated the gremlins or whatever. Yeah. They don't have a nice Christmas no. because of that. There's like a bunch of people dead. It's just like the town's on fire. It's a nightmare. <laughs> anyway, but you always forget. It kind of glosses over and you're like, oh, wasn't it? it was a funny Christmas movie. <laughs> um, I'm going, I'm pivoting on that for my double bill and I'm going to pair this with Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> 1997, the weirdest fucking movie Paul W.S. Anderson has ever, has ever made. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's going to so, be a deeply uncomfortable Christmas. Yeah. So if you have not seen Event Horizon, it's about, it's in the, it's like set in the future. A ship goes out to rescue an experimental spaceship that that had disappeared in like deep space and the company that owns it sends another ship after them it turns out that the experimental ship like tore a hole in reality there's a gravity drive or something that they that they turn on and it it opens a portal to hell essentially (laughs) and you can't you don't know that until halfway through the movie at least (laughs) at which point shit just gets so violent and unpleasant that you're it's like you're (laughs) watching a different movie and the implication that, like, this has happened before and it'll happen again if you don't, like, shut it down, if you don't kill the whole thing. Yeah. Because, like, there are the rule, the Mogwai rules exist for a reason, clearly. Like, this has happened somewhere before. Yeah, you this know? Is like, was, like, the fall of Rome or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the series. That's the Gremlin series we need is to, them just, like, tearing down civilizations. Um, yeah, and then... And it's just a movie about like trying to survive the <laughs> the carnage, the carnage that you unleashed. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and that you really don't see coming because you think you know what movie you're watching. Where yeah. it's like, oh, the ship, or like, there's so much hay made of like, oh, we're gonna run out of oxygen. That's yeah, the big. It, like you it's know. gonna be like a sci-fi standard. Yes, sci-fi exactly. time. Yeah. It's no. going to be a bottle episode where, like, they're going to run out of oxygen. you got to get everybody off the ship or whatever. No, it's actually about the devil or, you know, it's about the cannibal orgy that happened on the ship before. And that's going to be you if you're not, if you don't get your butt off the ship. And they both also were too violent and got toned down. Yes. And they <laughs> resulted in just, like, tonally bizarre movies yeah. as a result. And I feel like they're also very, they try it for an aesthetic that's clearly fake on all fronts like the the fake you know christmas village whatever yeah the very like this movie is from 1997 and like mm. the effects are okay yeah, they're like, not awesome but it was clearly a oh this is what things are gonna look, look like in the year 2040 or whatever <laughs> this like we all we all know what a spaceship looks like right guys you know we all know what a christmas glass village mostly yeah. and <laughs> it's all dark and arches and weird shit um yeah, so just a, a movie made by someone with a horrible vision. That's that's what I'm going with. I feel like horror director Joe Dante would appreciate this double bill. You'd be there into you it. go. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome, Joe. In the best possible way, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that's my double bill, and I'm gonna call it Carnage at Christmas. <laughs> Even though there's no Christmas element to. If you watch it at Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Any movie's a Christmas movie if you watch it during Christmas time. That seems to be the rule nowadays. Aren't yes. they above like Pluto or something like that? It's cold there and snowy. <laughs> sure. All right. I'll take it. So yeah, over to you. Cool. Outdo that. I uh, I'm reeling from that. <laughs> you have hit me with a metaphorical clown hammer. <laughs> and I'm hearing little Tweety birds yep. circling your head. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is. We went through a time on this podcast where I was going out of my way to make the most pivoting hard, like taking something wholesome and making it super dark, Mm, double bills, and you've taken over that role for me, because this week (laughs) I'm just going with the gremlins are cartoons that don't obey our reality. Okay. But it is a reality that other people in the movie share. Like, they have reality, and then the gremlins come along and make no sense in that established reality. Sure. So I'm going to pair this with uh, the source of a lot of our cartoons. 1933's Marx Brothers comedy, Duck Soup. Oh! Okay. Yes. 
Aww, so uh, if you don't know, this is I don't know the Marx Brothers really well. This is one of the only ones I've seen. But uh, Groucho Marx plays Rufus T. Firefly, the newly installed president of the mythical country of Fredonia, with uh, Zeppo as a secretary. Harpo and Chico Marx are spies for the rival country of Sylvania, and uh, relations between Groucho and Sylvania ambassador deteriorate during the film, uh, which results in like the third act is a, is war, pretty much. Oh yeah, I almost forget that part. Which, like, everybody in the movie is a straight man, except for the Marx Brothers. Yes, yeah. So yeah. it's this thing of, like, they're all legitimately worried about war. They're <laughs> worried about the finances of Fredonia. They're bankrupt. The reason they get Rufus Firefly in is they're like, oh, he can sweet-talk this widow to bankroll yeah, country. that's right. It's all resting on this guy. And oh, like, they're the gremlins. They are. None of them obey the laws of reality. And, like... Famously, the Looney Tunes are based on, like, silent film stars and the Marx Brothers and stuff. So this is, like, yeah. Gremlins is, like, fourth time removed Marx Brothers. <laughs> so, see it at the source. I it's love that. It's also, like, it's a movie that's, like, an hour long. So you throw yeah. that on as a, to start out, like, you just have that on beforehand and then you throw on Gremlins afterwards to really <laughs> watch the carnage happen. <laughs> yeah. Make your delicious snacks while Duck Soup is on and then sit down and eat them. Yeah. Chomp some popcorn. <laughs> nice. I love, yeah, I love that where you, if a Marx brother got hit in the head with a clown hammer, you would hear the sound effect. Yeah. For sure, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And nice. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think that happens. <laughs> I would not at all be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, uh, so wholesome. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the question. I struggled with my double bill a little because I was like, which one's the arty one? I honestly think it's Event Horizon because a lot of thought went into the art direction. I can't stress enough. It looks alive. It's got ribs. It breathes. It has bellows. So, you know... But there's an argument to be made for either one, but how how do you feel about yours? I'm doing the lame thing of, like, duck soup is old, therefore it would be considered uh, arty. It's the, you're right, it's the source of so many, like, yeah, artistic traditions. Exactly. And okay. I cannot stress enough how much this is. We're taking a trashy movie and pairing it with something relatively arty. <laughs> Capital R. There's a reason that you really hit that word yep. on your... <laughs> I took special pains this week to mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally fair. Okay, thank God. <laughs> it's like you knew. Mm. And uh, I don't have a name. I'll call it Gremlin Soup. Nice. Call it that. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and they've got hair. Uh, weird <laughs> hair. I, the, I, sorry. <laughs> Would you like some context? Fuck you. <laughs> the Marx Brothers have hilarious hairstyles Correct. much as Stripe does yep, that's much true. as the rest of them do they've all got their own little distinct personalities one of them's the boss one of them's the, the one that likes food yeah, one's they're the all like, very, little skittery one very physically like that is expressed through here is the physical communication of this gremlin's personality and that yes. happens with the Marx Brothers that's exactly. right there yeah. oh mm, mwah. Yeah. love you some gremlin soup <laughs> alright it's nutritious and delicious <laughs> hoit and toit hoit and toit <laughs> Uh, that's gonna be the name of the podcast from now on i'm just telling you right now (laughs) well i feel like it's at minimum the name of the episode so Uh, (laughs) and on that note on that note let's wrap this here episode up this is also going to be our last episode of the year yeah we're wrapping up in style with gremlins because how what else what could you follow with that how else to go out for the air? Yeah. Just an absolute fucking, you thought it would start one way and then chaos. So yeah. this is our first time as a podcast turning over a calendar year. <laughs> Just want to do the real sentimental bullshit of uh, saying thank you to everybody that's been listening with, along with us so far. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. It's been so good getting to know all of you and seeing what you are all up to. Yeah. We are so lucky to know so many very cool people, way funnier than we are, Mm -hmm. way more creative, lots to say, much smarter, better looking. (laughs) Hey, take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) We're slobs! (laughs) No, we love you all. You're great. Yes. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, why don't you hit us up on social media? We're at Garbage Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's G-A-R-T-B-A-G-E pod. Uh, Aaron, the people can always find you online, is that correct? You better believe that they can. I am at Maclebase, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S, and I would love to hear what you're doing for the holidays. And, uh, I'm at D-I-C-K-R-N-A-V-I-S, 
on Twitter. That's Dick Arnavis. And yeah, let us know what you're watching for the holidays. I am, this feels like a pretty standard thing people are into these days, but like I am very big into really, I can't think of a better word than offbeat holiday things. So like sure. Gremlins is the obvious example, but if you've got a thing that's just like, here's a, one that makes a great Christmas movie for... That uh, you wouldn't have thought, but yeah. but it is really good. Yeah. Send it our way because Please. boy, do I want to not watch standard Christmas movies anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life is the only, only one. Yes. <laughs> The only one. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I hope that you will come back next year. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and join us for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all. Stay it in. <laughs>